Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. You are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. If you missed any portion of this show and you'd like to listen to the replays of this show or any other show, actually, all the way back to the beginning, you can go to my website, freedomspeaknm.com, and click on the radio replay link. So I'm here with Stella Padilla. She is my co-host, and I am also here with Karen Laurie from Albuquerque Unmasked. And we've been talking about all kinds of stuff today. It's been quite a conversation. I uh, I missed something in the first hour I meant to do. It's like each week I'm going to be doing basically the suddenly died segment of the show. And I'm watching very closely, even though they have been doing their darndest to cover up these unexplained deaths and these cardiac arrests and things like that every once in a while one slips through the cracks and when it does i grab it and i tell you about it now i told you a little bit about in my opening monologue about some examples um but here's a a very specific one and it's funny thing is on this one this was actually a uh, fox news senior vice president of news and politics at fox news his name was alan Kamisaroff. I think that's right. K-O-M-I-S-S-A-R-O-F-S. Does that sound right to you, Karen? Kamisaroff? Yeah. Um, he died 47 years old. Guess what he died of? Can I, Can you guys guess? Come Unknown on. causes. No, they actually had a known cause for this one. Come on. A heart it's attack. A heart attack. There you go. You heart, nailed yeah. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. He died of a heart attack at 47 years old. And no mention whatsoever of normally, you know, through my lifetime, I remember when people die, they always dig in and they talk about, oh, yeah, this person's been struggling with health, health issues for mm-hmm. years and no mention whatsoever here. Okay. So that tells me something mm-hmm. that, oh, wow, this was really unexpected. You know, <clears throat> I used to be a dedicated Fox News listener up until a couple of years ago, actually kind of up until that election in which they kind of in my opinion, kind of swayed the election results. Were they Kind of. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started to get in kind of left. They started bringing these lefties on their, on their news programs, calling it fair and balanced. Like, oh, yeah, we have to tell you the, the truth uh, and share with you the facts, and then we have to bring this other nitwit on that will share uh, complete and utter nonsense because that makes it fair and balanced, right? <laughs> Well, when the uh, government decided to, especially in New York, because their, their main studio is in New York City, they, the governor of New York mandated these vaxes. Well, guess what? Fox News forced everybody in the New York City office to get vaxes. Mm-hmm. This guy, I'm sure he worked in the Fox News office in New York. Of course, they're not going to dig into this. They're a news organization. Why would they dig into the truth of what happened <laughs> to this guy? Oh, my gosh. So <clears throat> this is yet another casualty 
of, and I think we can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, this guy was vaxxed. Do you know, I, I really worry about that, and I keep an eye on all this, because some of my family members got vaxxed and the boosters and everything else, and uh, they have some health problems, and maybe not bad ones like asthma and stuff, but I keep watching them and wondering what, if it's, if it's going to affect them, and why do some kids drop dead of a heart attack and some people don't? Uh, I know a lot of them that have been vaxxed and they're still alive. Well, you know, I've got some interesting information I'm going to share in the third hour. Mm -hmm. And I even have a really interesting clip I'm going to play in the third hour that explains, I think, a lot uh, in which this stuff could affect one person more than the other. And just because, especially with some of the information I've uncovered, just because it has affected some uh, some people quickly and some people not so quickly doesn't mean that it's not going to affect them at some point down the road eventually eventually um anyway you guys need to stick around for that third hour because it's going to be really really enlightening Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm sorry i'm going to probably scare you and well if i can scare you into being awake uh i i yeah i'm going to do that (laughs) what the heck Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I found this interesting article on the Daily Caller, and uh, they were talking about Stanford University attempts to ban harmful words, and one of those harmful words is American. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, if they ban God, Americans next. <laughs> so, so apparently Stanford University, IT has released an index of harmful language that it recommends be erased from the school's websites. Wow. We're just going to throw that crap down the memory hole, and we're going to forget about that forever, and then we're going to tell you new words to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is George Orwell coming to life big time. 1984. 1984, Scary. big time. Yeah. The list includes the terms American and Hispanic. Ah, excuse me. Did you hear that squawk from this end? <laughs> they can't ban me. <laughs> they got a name for this, what they're doing. The list is a product of what they call Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. God. Now, here's the question. Who determines what is harmful language? Who, who does That's this? That's the question. You know, and I think I did hear about that about uh, about two weeks ago, and they want to call everybody just U.S. citizens. Is that what they're saying? And and take away the American. I did hear about that. Well, is wouldn't American citizens be considered? And here here's the words: words that they de- that they deem racist, violent, or biased. Now, I'm sure that. American citizen might be considered offensive to some people, too. Because what about all of these migrants that are coming into the United States like a flock of geese Mm -hmm. flying over the border, uh, just coming in droves? Uh, in which they're migrating here. They, you know, that I, I, <laughs> that term drives me crazy. <laughs> Referring to human beings as migrating, mm-hmm. you know, like they migrate like, with like the seasons, or so, <laughs> like a bird, you know, they migrate with the seasons, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, wouldn't American citizen be considered offensive as well? It might be threatening to those migrants. That's true. Right? And the Hispanic, I'm sure, the ones that are uh, violent. (laughs) They're going to put us in that category. (laughs) So, 
There are apparently 10 harmful language sections outlined in the document, including ableist. What is an ableist? I'm not really sure. Like an enabler? Enabler, maybe? Maybe. I'm not. You want to. It's hard to guess. Can somebody look that up? Can you look it up on your phone? I'm wondering what an ableist is. Ableist. I'll look it up. Ableist. Ageism. Okay, that obviously has something to do with uh, offending somebody because of their age. You know? Colonialism. Culturally appropriate. Gender-based. And biased. And examples would be a disability bias, an ethnic bias, an ethnic slur, a gender bias, an implicit bias, a sexual bias. Well, there you go, because ableism says the definition is discrimination of or prejudice against individuals with disabilities. Oh, okay. I should I should have known that one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now, now we know. Yeah, you know, back when I was a kid, they they didn't use words like. Uh, disabled or anything like that. They just said it what it like it was. Like if you were missing your legs, well, you're not necessarily disabled. You're just paraplegic. You're missing your legs. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know a lot of people that are missing their legs that uh, do rather well. You know, they've learned how to handle one of these modern uh, powered wheelchairs, and they're getting around and doing things and. So they don't really look at it as a disability. Uh, no, they don't. They've learned how to overcome it. Yeah, it's like okay, well, I I can't do that anymore, so I'll make up make make up for it somewhere else. I'm still going to get around. Yeah, I'm still going to get around. Darn it, I'm not going to let this beat me. Yeah, you know, that's that's how I am. And it's like you know, I turned sixty years old the in, back in December, and it's like, you know, I I'm I'm not afraid to say I'm I'm getting older, and there are things that uh, that. I've noticed happening since I've gotten like close to 60, you know, I got a little bit of a shaky hand and things hurt here and there. And when I do things, I get achy pains that I didn't get before. I refuse to get older. Everybody knows that about me. But darn it, I'm going to keep on going. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one way or the other, I'm going to overcome that. Oh my gosh. The list recommends banning the term American and replacing it with U.S. citizen, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. As it reportedly implies that the U.S. is the most important country in the America. Well, it is to me. Well, to me too. Because it's my home. Absolutely. Darn it. Yeah. America is the most important country to me because it's where I live. Yes. And that's how it should be. Yes. I think it's the most important country to everybody. They're all flocking over here. Well, apparently so. They apparently they they also believe the same thing. That's right. That's Otherwise, I mean. they would be staying somewhere else. Yeah. That they wouldn't the be trying to sneak across the border. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember how people, and this, this garbage all started back when Trump was president and, and his Make America First policies, which I remember him giving a speech one time saying that I'm the president of the United States, not the president of the world. My concern is the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am here to make life better for Americans because that is what I got elected to do. You know, unfortunately, we have these people that are in control right now, which are globalist, which I label them as globalist, new world orders, great reset people, in which their focus isn't on the United States, which actually they take an oath to defend and protect the 
Constitution of the United States of America, which I just talked about this earlier about how Kami Harris doesn't apparently understand the Second Amendment. But these people are globalist, and they're willing to sacrifice the United States and things that are important to us for their globalist agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when, uh, of course, Trump's always been part of the elite, you know, he's a, a billionaire or whatever, and he has hung around with Hillary and a lot of these people. There's pictures of there to prove me. They were kind of friends, and they just told him jokingly, well, why don't you ever run for president of the United States? And he said specifically, if my country ever needed me to, I would. And he saw the need. He saw the corruption. He was there. He knew exactly what they were doing. That's why he ran for president. So, yeah, yeah. So, so this article says, uh, let's see here. This term, American, often refers to people from the United States only. Well, yes, it does. <laughs> now, now, I've thought about that before, and it's like we have North America and South America, technically, the, and we have Central America. Those are continents, okay? And... Somehow the name, we just adopted the name American as, you know, if you're a United States citizen, you're an American. So what? Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like they're attacking words on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, they got some other words here that are really interesting. Um, So apparently, Stella, I'm supposed to refer to you as a Latinx Oh, my God. I don't even know what the hell that is. I really don't. Well, they make it up as they go along. (laughs) They do, instead of Hispanic. Yeah. Now, which which one do you prefer, Stella? Spanish. Spanish. There you go. Spanish. There you go. (laughs) I don't know whoever added the his to it. (laughs) Well, just like this thing with uh, Native Americans, Mm -hmm. okay, Um, you could really dig into that and really uh, argue that point about, well, really? Are you really a Native American? Were you really here... Were you the first person here on the North American continent? Well, not really, no, because over thousands of years, there's evidence that there were many, many others that were here first. We really don't know how far it goes back, honestly. We don't. No. It could go back hundreds of thousands of years. We don't know. You know, even even as a Christian, uh, timelines— are not really well defined when it comes to you know the teachings from the Bible, and it's like it's like you just take it for what it is. It's like, well, I I really don't know how long it is. I don't know, you know, how many years ago did Noah build the ark, and what did the ark look like? I mean, people have a representation of what they think it looked like based on, well, this is what it would have to look like in order to do what they say it did, but we don't really know. No, we don't. All I do know for a fact is I know why he only let animals in there, you know, because people are shifty. <laughs> <They're> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, did you know, I saw, did you see the movie, uh, uh, No? I think it was, was it called Noah, where they were talking about Noah's Ark? There was yeah. a movie that came I out. I think it was called uh, Noah. Called yeah. Noah. Yeah. And people were awful. Yeah. They were evil. That's why he only let the animals in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, animals, animals are just, they're they're predictable, you know. They don't have 
they don't have ulterior motives. No, they're and, just and very I, straightforward, easy to understand. Yeah, and I think animals are are the only loyal species. <laughs> and uh, if you have an animal, they're pretty loyal to you. Yeah, a no dog, kidding. Even a cow. You know, but humans, you never know which way they're going to go. It's you never true, know. And animals no. are unconditionally loving. Yes, they are. Yeah. They love without condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My cat loves me too, but he also likes to chew on me, as you can oh. see. <laughs> he's a mean little sucker, but he loves me. He's purring while he's doing it. He's happy while he's biting me. <laughs> so let's see here. Uh, Oh yeah, I was I was on the Native American thing. I remember on a uh, there was a TV show I used to watch. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. It was called LAX. It was about the uh, the airport in Los Angeles, and it was about the 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 people managing the airport and the day to day things that happened. And they were having problems with uh, pigeons on the runway. You know, birds on the runway can be really bad news for for jets especially you know you fly into a flock of birds and i mean that's brought brought airliners down before and a whole bunch of them get it get sucked into the engine i mean it can it can kill the engine on takeoff which is really really disastrous so they were having problems with pigeons on the runway and so the uh, director of the airport calls a guy in that apparently is going to help them with the pigeon problem and he had a, a trained hawk that he had with him and he's out there, and she's asking him questions about, uh, and this guy was a Native American, or depending on um, what you want to, he was an Indian. And you know, she called him a Native American. He says, I'm not a Native American, I'm an Indian. Yeah, that, my, that's what my <laughs> friends say. Yeah, they prefer to be an Indian. What's wrong with being an Indian? Yeah, nothing. I think Indians are cool. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, there was that. That was really funny. Oh, you're going to like this word. It also listed the word Karen. <laughs> That's my mom's name, too, by the way. <laughs> Explaining that it can ridicule or demean a group of people due to their behaviors. Well, do, are you offended by calling being called Karen? No, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! But you didn't finish the hawk story. They brought the hawk in. Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. I, I, I was I, hanging I, you with know, that. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm okay. glad you're here to keep yeah. me on track, Stella, okay. because I, I do. I get I get sidetracked. <laughs> I I have all these ideas in my head, and sometimes <laughs> I jump to the next one with Oh, I forgot where I was. So anyway, so he's out there with the hawk. And she's asking him, well, what do, you, what do you do with the hawk? He said, well, he said, I'll show you. And, and the pigeons were out there, and he let the hawk go, and the hawk went up there and nailed one of them pigeons, like, poof, just a bunch of feathers. And he said, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. He said, well, yeah. He says, you know, you, you, you know the hawk goes after and, and kills one of them, and then the rest of them stay away. That was a good trick. The idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it works. It works. They see, wow, look what happened to our buddy there. We're not going to be coming around here anymore. <laughs> They and asked took, for remediation. Well, that's what they got. That's the remediation. I like that word, remediation. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the list further includes the term straight, victim, grandfather, landlord, gentleman, ladies, and chief. How are you supposed <laughs> to talk when you eliminate your like, language? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like it's like these like I've talked about this the other day. How how one thing that's become very prevalent on on these these Netflix movies and stuff like that is people just throwing the F word around all over the place. It's everywhere. Every other word they're saying the F word. And it's like if you were to take if if you were to go now, if I was going to take like a clip from one of these movies and obviously I have to to meet FCC 
regulations, that F word can't be in there. So I got to take the F word out. It's like I take all those F words. It'd be, you wouldn't understand anything they're saying because yeah. every other word is an F word. You know, literally, you can say every word of a of a sentence is an F word with F the F, F the effing effers. That's literally every word in the entire sentence, and that's what these people do. I mean, they say it so often. It you know, it it has no impact anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like you know, I I think that word was originally meant to mean it's like when you're extremely agitated and you really want to get your point across and that word flies out and then suddenly it gets everybody's attention. But now everybody's saying it all the time, so it doesn't mean anything. That's like calling somebody a racist. Like, really? Isn't everybody a racist? Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Lost its meaning. Yeah. Um, let's see. Straight. Okay. okay. What do uh, you say? Crooked? Is crooked eliminated? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Victim. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there are victims. There are predators, and there are victims. What else are you going to call them? And what's offensive about saying a victim? Well, well, well how would you describe it then? What I, would you say about them? I, I, I don't even know what you would use in place of that. No. Now, straight. They want to use heterosexual. Oh. But, you know, there are other meanings for the word straight, too. I remember a TV show that was on called Scared Straight. Mm -hmm. They weren't talking about scaring people until they decided to uh, have a preference for another, you know, sexual preference. Mm -hmm. No, they were talking about being straight as being not being a criminal. So they're going to take that word. It's like it doesn't mean just like gay. It used to mean something completely different, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember the Flintstones? Yes. We're ha- we'll have a gay old time. <laughs> Not anymore. You know, I didn't ever, I didn't ever see Fred and Barney doing anything, <laughs> any hanky panky going on between Fred and Barney. So I don't think that they were talking about that. No. Right. No. Right. It's unbelievable. I try, I'm trying to make sense of all of it. You can't make sense of it. No. It, it's like, oh my God, people, get over it. It's like. Well, like like the the lesson we learned when we were kids. I'm sure you heard it. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Yeah. Names will never hurt me. So what? It's like you don't like the name. Okay, fine. You know, mm-hmm. call them a name back. Whatever. You know, whatever. Make or just don't listen to them. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> grandfather. I mean, okay. Um, <clears throat> what else would you call a guy that is your Fa- dad's dad? Papa, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure somebody can be offended by that one, too. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Landlord. Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's it's the person that's in charge of that piece of property, which apparently you are renting or, or something, renting or borrowing or staying there temporarily, whatever. So this person's the lord of that land. And there is no such thing as a lord. Is that what they're saying? Uh, apparently, landlord is offensive to someone. Because of the lord part? I don't know if it's... I doubt if it's the lord part when it comes to these people. Oh. I, I don't think the lord comes into these people's minds. <laughs> Seriously? I, I, I think it might have something... It maybe has something to do with maybe slave owners or something. I don't know. Well, you know, they want to take the word master away, too. So you can't have a master bedroom in your house anymore. Okay. What, what do we call it then? Uh, 
The big bedroom? The big bedroom, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What's wrong with calling it the master bedroom? You know, the the word the the word master it means the 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 main thing, mm-hmm. and and it can, you know, it can mean any number. It can apply to any number of things, like in computer terms. You know, you talk about the hard drives in a computer. You got the slave and the master. I'm sure that's really offensive, <laughs> really? you know. But that just means that the master is the is the thing in there that has the main control, and the slave is the thing that uh, that runs off of that master. It's like everybody wants to read things into things. So how is this Harvard person? Uh, that's eliminating all these words. How do they expect you to communicate if you can't say anything? Oh, it gets really complicated. It's like, what, do you have to issue everybody a, a, a book? Okay, these are the approved words you can use to communicate with other students. And you have to retrain yourself to use all these approved words. You can't use the other words. And if you do, some people are going to jail for that stuff. No kidding. What oh happened my- to I don't like change? Oh, my God. That's a that's a big change. Oh well, well yes. See that that does that goes back to a point I made earlier about people being scared of change. Oh my God! Imagine how all the people that are going to be terrified and scared and intimidated by these new rules yeah. because it's change. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You want me to change something I've been doing my entire life? Yeah. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah. It, it brings to mind about this little set of twins that I knew. Uh, they were going to kindergarten for the first time, and that's when COVID broke out. And they told them, yeah, you get coughing and all that. And Well, kids cough and choke and spit up all the time. And anymore, when they're going to cough, they would go into shock. Like the, they would swallow the cough because they didn't want to be accused of having COVID. Like they keep you scared all the time. Scared. But a little kid, yeah. So now people are going to be afraid to speak. Yeah. Well, of course, because you'll be condemned for whatever you say. That's like, wear, wear your stupid muzzle and don't speak. Just shut up. Do as you're told. Do as you're told. Unless you're a teacher. If you're a teacher, there was a substitute teacher article yesterday. Did you guys see this? No. Where she did not respond to a child who was meowing and uh, as if... Uh, they were. She was. She would not acknowledge the child's identifying itself as a as a cat, and she was fired. What? She was fired over that. Oh my god! Because <laughs> yeah. she didn't meow back. Because she wouldn't meow back, and she wouldn't acknowledge that this child was uh, identifying as a cat. Yes. So she lost her job. Damn. No more substitute teaching for her. I don't wonder there's a teacher shortage. Trying to get that out of my head, just the thought. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, the child was down on all fours, you know, uh, you know, this calling roll or whatever. This is a child that needs some mental help. Right? But that's what they're encouraging. Not yeah. mental help, a good swift smack on the bottom and get straighten him out. I think people uh, use that mental health too much. I actually was a volunteer at a mental health uh, facility here. I go help, you know, play volleyball and entertain them. And a lot of them just needed a good smack in the head. So you say, snap out of <laughs> it. Like, What's wrong what with you? What the heck are you doing? Yeah. Quit taking all those pills they give you. Are you crazy? And what, are you, what are you, yeah. retarded? Yeah. And <laughs> that's all they needed. You can't say that anymore. They take them back in there and they medicate them, medic, and give them that med you know mental illness now it's following did you did you guys watch the comedy skit by that guy jim brewer where he talks about retarded no you know when we were kids we were retarded often yeah our parents would call us retarded so what are you retarded or something why are you doing that (laughs) can't say that word anymore my father hated the word stupid 
Yeah. You you want to be stupid? Do you want to be stupid? But yeah, I mean, everybody said that retarded was a common word to say you're stupid. It it was, yeah. Mm, yeah. But you're acting retarded. It's like, well, I'm sure somebody's going to be offended by that. I'm going to get some nasty emails over that one. (laughs) That's okay. I don't care. Um, So, uh, oh, so institutional, the institutionalized, it's institutionalized, okay? So institutionalized racism, that means that it's, to me, if it's institutionalized, that means that it's become part of policy, that racism is a policy, to me, Have you been anywhere in which racism is a policy? No. Institutionalized. Is that what that means to you, Karen? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. where they have a set of rules for the institution. Mm-hmm. The institution has a set of rules, and it's like when, when you sign up for a job, when you get hired for a job there, here's our rules, and this is how you will be racist. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what that means, institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Bans the terms black mark, okay, so apparently we can't use black markers anymore because that's racist too. Brown bags. Remember brown I used to pack brown bag lunches all the time. Mm-hmm. Can you even buy those little brown bags anymore? I still use them I, for luminarias. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But they're banning <coughs> the word, not the bag. I, I guess so. Yeah. But you just can't mention the bag. You can use it, but you just can't mention it. It's like, uh, here it is. You just can't say what it is. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in trouble if you say that. How do you communicate again? Yeah. Master, of course, I mentioned that. White paper. You can't mention white paper. White paper is also racist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think we're in bizarro land. <laughs> we totally are. No sense. We totally are. <laughs> the person first category lists the terms. Are, are you guys having fun with this topic? I really am. It's hysterical. <clears throat> the person first category lists the terms immigrant, prostitute, and homeless person, as they define an individual by a single characteristic. <laughs> wow. Only in the minds of the person that believes that that's what it does. So, hey, guys, we're at the break. Uh, I want to finish this topic up because this is just too darn fun. And then I want to talk about the World Economic Forum, how they want to control your cars. And the sick pilots flying the planes. That is really, really scary. And I just want to yeah. say one thing, that the longer I live, the more convinced I am that this planet is used by other planets as a lunatic asylum. I agree. There's yeah. no intelligent life here. Move Non-l- on. It's gone. We'll be back. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor. 
Local, woman-owned, and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hey, that's a pretty good tune. I could dance to that one. What do you think, Stella? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, so welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. You are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and you can listen from anywhere on conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to send me your questions and comments and after that last segment i bet a lot of you might want to send me some hate mail i would love to read some hate mail i really would email me at becca b-e-c-c-a at freedomspeaknm.com and we will respond i will i you know as a matter of fact i will read your hate mail over the air and and and, and we'll talk about it yeah i'd love to do that mm-hmm. i just just leave out those words that i the, that little handful of words that the fcc says i can't good say look i won't with be able that. to say those yeah good look you know yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta stay within the guidelines here on that you know so anyway so we are talking about these racist uh, terms and stanford apparently they're apparently they're gonna have to come out with their own uh dictionary of approved words and you know i you know how i was talking about earlier we were all talking about this earlier how so many people are living in fear because oh my god change is scary it is change is scary for everybody scary for me too you know i you know and some people deal with it better and you know people are so scared they're scared it's like oh my gosh do do i have to wear my mask oh do i have to get a vax oh am i allowed to go there uh, without a passport Oh, and now, now they got to pile that pile on top of that. Oh my God! It's like, can I say this or not? I don't know. Is that on the list of approved words? So ridiculous. Life is just getting scarier all the time. Don't be scared. They want you to be scared. Don't they be want scared. you to be scared. Don't be <laughs> laugh at them. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> so I just want to finish up this little thing because I'm having so much fun with this section. Okay. Apparently, immigrant immigrant is offensive. Well, if if you are transitioning from one country to the other and you're moving to another country, 
you are an immigrant. Now, once you become a legal citizen, which is kind of nobody, they don't want anybody to become a legal citizen in this country anymore, then, then, you're, then you're not an immigrant anymore. I guess you could say you used to be an immigrant, maybe. So what are they? <coughs> I don't know. They're migrants. Well, that's they're like they're like a flock of geese. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they're migrants. They're just kind of running in herds and crossing. So they just took the M out of it and left migrants. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I well, think migrants are okay now. All right. Uh, <laughs> prostitutes. Okay. So prostitutes is probably one of the oldest professions. And in the world. In the world. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of countries that don't look at look down on that profession at all. As a matter of fact, they think it is a, a necessary service. Apparently, I heard the other day, what kind of—oh, oh, oh I, I know what it was. In Davos, okay, you know, all the, all the hootie-tootie politicians that are flying over there in their gas-guzzling private jets. Where they're the big 15, meeting. 1,500 of them. Mm-hmm. Where they're complaining about all of us not being green enough and us on our carbon emissions and our farting cows and all that kind of stuff. So they talk about that. Um, but apparently uh, these these world leaders that are in Davos have been uh, uh, hiring, you know. All their lives. Uh, they've been hiring, yeah, you know that word. People over there, prostitutes, thing, yeah, the working ladies to uh, to us <laughs> to help them out with yeah. with their issues. <laughs> <laughs> so what do they call them? Wor- working ladies. Working ladies. There we go. Okay. Working ladies. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeless person. Okay. Well, if you're a person without a home, it just seems like that's. An appropriate word. I mean, there's obviously other things too. Uh, yeah, I I've got a little project that I've kind of got on the back burner, but I do plan on continuing forward. It's probably going to take me forever to complete. But I'm doing a, a homeless person documentary, in which I'm I'm going around Albuquerque and interviewing people. And I I interviewed one really nice lady down at a park down there in Albuquerque earlier um, when it wasn't so cold and her name's Kate nice lady really nice she actually had a light had a career and a job and a home prior to becoming homeless and you know a set of circumstances happened and and everything just fell apart and before she knew it she found herself on the street and she was having trouble getting off the street I guess once you're there it's hard to reestablish yourself again you know you, you think about it it's like when you grow up as a child, your, your parents are established. They're already established. And so you, you're born into this established home in which you've got your launch pad to uh, kind of slow— Estab- Establish yourself. Yeah, establish yourself and slowly integrate yourself into, into something on your own. But you have that launch pad to work from. What if all of that's taken, care, uh, taken away from you and suddenly you have no money— no job, no family, and they just, boom, you're on the street. Look how hard it is to get off the street. I never thought about that before. I learned, I had a conversation with this lady for a couple of hours, actually. And I found the conversation to be extremely enlightening. I learned stuff I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, 
I didn't think about that. Well, I, I always think that there's hiring signs everywhere, and there we it, there's no customer service anywhere. Like you go to a restaurant and you have to wait because the waitress is the also the mm-hmm. dish person and helps the cook because and then comes back and is the cashier because there is no customer service. There's not enough people. Nobody wants to work. So I think to myself, and I had this discussion with my my granddaughter i said the word okay oh my gosh i know granddaughter oh yes oh you are such a racist (laughs) sexist i'm sorry oh my gosh but she her and her father used to go to costco and buy those little things that containers that we can't use now which is called paper bags and put in brown paper bags yeah oh brown paper bags. and they put juices and little fruits and stuff for them and hand them out to all the we can't say homeless. To no. all those people living on the streets, and yeah. I'd say, well, you know, a lot of them could get a job. And she goes, well, they don't have a, f- they don't have a phone. And I said, the government gives them a phone. Well, they, they can't, they don't have a car. There's bus service, and it's free now in Albuquerque. It's free. Well, they don't have, and she'd make excuses to why they don't have a job, and I'd counter it and say, there is a way. You know, there is a way. Yeah, it's hard, but there it's is a hard, way. But there's yeah. a way. But they prefer to stay out there. So they thought about it. And now they don't go out and they give a bag. They got held up, <laughs> passing out bags. So they gave up that little trick. But you yeah. know, the one thing that this lady told me that makes it hard to get yourself established uh, when you're on the street is a simple thing that we don't think about. Like, for instance, like your driver's license or your ID or your or your important papers. If they disappear, you're in trouble. Yeah, and that's what happens. She was telling me that that they'll get their IDs and their IDs get stolen. Or they some of them told me that police take them away from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's wow. like so, you know, things that we take for granted like our important papers, uh which we have a secure place to lock them up. They don't have any place to lock anything up. They're on the street. Mm-hmm. They carry around what they can stuff in their pockets or their backpack or whatever they carry around with them. Yeah. Yeah. I but like you said Stella there I I honestly don't know <clears throat> how hard it is. You know, has anybody ever done this? Like somebody like you and me just try it out just to see. It's like okay, we just leave everything at home. We with the clothes on our back, we just go and we just try to live on the street and try to, without any documents or anything else or without a phone or anything else, try to establish ourselves. Don't have the no phone because they have a phone. They get government-issued phones. So yeah, for a free. Phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all do? Uh, everyone has a yeah. government-issued phone. Yeah, they give them free. Everywhere I walk by Walmart now, they're trying to give you a free phone. Yeah. So the, f- the phone is no excuse. Really? And, and Yeah, they just don't Can have... Can I go get a free phone? Yes, Anybody how how do you do phone. it? Just walk up and say, I'll take the free phone. What, and, like Walmart? Yeah, well, not Walmart. They, they stands outside of Walmart. Okay. And they're they're everywhere. I see them all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they say, free phones, free phones. They're not kidding. They're mm-hmm. free. And all the homeless have one. Well, yes, they're they're free to the homeless, but they are paid for by us taxpayers. Yeah, they're not free. Nothing's <laughs> well, free. That's true. I mentioned that before. Nothing's free. Yes. Somebody's paying for it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they're available mm-hmm. to them. To them for free, right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I'd have a phone, and I would find a way. Well, of course, I have family, but you're trying to say if you had no family or anything. I would friend someone that was better off, you know what I mean? I think and offer to help them for pay or a room to stay. And I th- there, there's always a way. Of course, they, 
you can't trust everybody from the streets. I've learned that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you're desperate, it's mm-hmm. like you can't really trust a desperate person. I think there's a mix. I think there's a mix of people like the woman you interviewed, and I think there's a mix of a lot of them who don't want to work, who do not want to pull themselves up, who do not want to do what it takes. They don't want to follow rules. They don't. Mm-hmm. They'd rather do drugs and stay on the street. You know, there's all kinds of information right now about the homeless and uh, how many times the cities have tried to pull them up, and they don't want it. They don't. And so I would say the majority of them i would agree with you are uh, don't want help they want to they want to keep living on the street for free there are a few of them like the woman but for the most part well the mayor from albuquerque bought that loveless hospital up there where everybody was challenging said no we don't want them here well did you hear what the homeless people were saying they said well we want to have the right to have anybody spend the night over if we want and we want entertainment and we want this and we want and they want yeah. a whole lot for nothing yeah, exactly you know? Instead of earning their own, mm-hmm. these, we want the same privilege you have in your home to have people spend the night, to do drugs, to have alcohol, to do whatever we want because yeah. you do it in your house. Why can't we do it here? Mm-hmm. And so there it sits, empty $30 million, and there it sits, you yep. know, which is common for government, especially in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah they, they don't want to follow rules like, no, you can't have someone spend the night and have a menage a trois or whatever you want to do here. You can't do it because, you. well, then we don't want to stay yeah so but they want a lot of privileges well yeah i mean i can i can see where to a certain extent uh living that life in which you're on the street have no responsibilities nobody to answer to uh all you all you really care about is your day-to-day needs and if those day-to-day needs uh get filled um to a certain extent isn't that some real freedom it is you know it is. The problem really comes in when they insist on doing drugs because then they start breaking into nearby homes and affecting the homeowners nearby and affecting businesses, etc. That's where the problem comes in. If they could just be free and leave the rest alone, yeah. it could work. Yeah, it could. It could. Yeah. But, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And it does affect the nearby communities and in not very not good ways at all. Well, they have shoplifting rings now where everybody organizes and goes into a store and they all start shoplifting like crazy and the the employees can just stand there and watch and they're not allowed to stop them or anything. You know, I love that story about that guy from the guitar place. Oh, my that gosh. Dragged that dragged him out of the street. Oh, my. I, they, I they, laughed. They saw the guy getting ready to go out the door with the guitar that he just as was getting ready to steal. Ever. And yeah. then took the guy down in front of the door before he got out, took him down, got him into a stranglehold, and said, okay, you know, let go of it, let go of it. And he's like, he's like tapping out. And it's like they grabbed the guitar from him. And uh, then he says, I want you to get up, and I can't repeat the language he used, you know, get the whatever out of here. And uh, the guy wouldn't get up and leave, so they just picked him up like a suitcase by the belt and just carried him out and tossed him out on the sidewalk. And then he laid there being rebellious. Yeah. I'm going to lay here now because he threw me out here, and I'll just lay here. Yeah. Like, go ahead. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but don't take my guitar. (laughs) Yeah. Does does anybody get uh, does anybody get arrested for loitering anymore? That used to be a crime. No, not that I know. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, Mm-mm. I don't. Know. I mean, you used to get in trouble for like loitering and and like for instance, just being a nuisance and uh, a public nuisance and hanging around somebody's business. I mean, because it's 
it's it scares customers away. You know, people like me, it doesn't it doesn't scare me. It's like you know, but most people are very very uh, frightened. It's like oh that that person looks kind of shady, and it's like and I I don't want to walk past them because you know people are yeah afraid. exactly. So it can hurt exactly. your business. And talking about there's a homeless camp. I read an article yesterday about a convenience store owner in Texas. Did you guys see this? No. <laughs> Talk about expletives. Don't watch the video if you're <laughs> if you don't want to hear. If expletives. I'm easily offended. Yeah. If you're easily offended, don't watch it. But anyway, this guy he decided to play very loud classical music around his business it, because the homeless don't like it. Oh. And then there's a homeless person interviewed on the video. Um, oh my God, it's, it plays day and night and I can't sleep anymore and this and that. With classical music? <laughs> classical classical music. music. Like elevator music sort of? Well, no, yeah. that's... Cla- that's not classical mu- music. Classical. No, that's an insult to classical I'm music. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah, I don't classical. know if we can say classical music anymore either. <laughs> but anyway, this guy Elevator was music might be more effective. He was livid and it was working. And his customers were really appreciative because they weren't as offended by the people hanging around and assa- even assaulting them on their way in and out of this convenience store. It was reduced because of the music. So good for him. You know, that reminds me. There was a business size at the other day and I can't remember which one it was and they were playing loud music outside and I was wondering why are they doing that and it's like but I bet that's why they were doing that yeah that's what this guy said. And I think and it, it was, was working. and it was it was classical music. Okay, it was working. Yes. So we might have a a run of classical music uh, being played outdoors. Nice. Where, with all sorts of retail businesses for their own, you know, uh, survival. It's I, really, I like Tchaikovsky quite a lot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who would have thought Mozart. of that? Mozart. Yeah. Yeah. Da 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. So sad you can't sleep all night because of the classical music. <laughs> classical music. Oh, my God. They're torturing me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the stance this woman took. Yeah. Okay. Don't destroy the equipment, Karen. Okay. okay. Right. okay. Don't be a Karen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Karen's over here wrecking the equipment, you know. Okay. She got emotional. I did. That's I the classical music that classical did it to music, her. Yeah. <laughs> so... So, okay, so I want to hit this thing where the, the, the World Economic Forum, they want to control our cars. Now, for me, I remember when I turned 16, actually before I was 16, I was doing it, but, you know, hey, don't tell anybody that. Um, I could not wait to get my driver's license. And because to, to me, when I was a kid, having a driver's license was freedom. Yep. It's like, wow, I can travel all the way across town. Uh, First, you need a car. Need a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I had a car. Okay. I had a lot of cars. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm, I've always been kind of a techie and a, everything. I, I, bought rec- I bought non-running cars and fixed them and drove them. Yeah. It works. I know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, it says here, the era of cars as the ultimate tool for personal freedom and mobility will, if the future the World Economic Forum envisions, comes to pass. Soon, cars will be something you ask to borrow, and the cloud will be taking the wheel. So apparently that, that whole thing where You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Also, of course, applies to cars. And why wouldn't it? Because cars are like, at least in the United States, they're a symbol of freedom. 
Yeah, you get you go wherever you want. Wherever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, better yes. than a horse and buggy. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to ask anybody's permission. Yeah. I own the car that's in my driveway, and whenever I want to drive it, I drive it, and I drive it wherever I want to drive it. Yes, that's the way it is right now. But they're trying to do those, what do they call those neighborhood things where you just stay within your neighborhood? Yes. What are they called? Remember we talked about we that We did talk time? about that. What was that called? That The 15-minute city. The 15-minute yes. city. That's, that's right. Everything is right there. Your gas station, your grocery store, your shoe store, your everything medical, there. everything. And you have no reason to venture out of that little 15-minute right. city. What's right. that? Well, yeah. I think about this. Think about this. If you always had to borrow somebody else's car, the radio would maybe not be like, like I put a really awesome, you know, aftermarket radio system in my work car the other day. And, you know, I got the buttons on it programmed for the stations I like to listen to and got everything set up. And I've got all my junk in there that I normally carry around with me all the time. Uh, how's that going to work? It's not that that's, that's not going to work. No. And you know? aren't, don't they want to be able to power them with the GPS so you don't even need a driver? Exactly. You just sit in there and it takes you wherever you wherever program they, it. Wherever they want you to go. Within your 15-minute city. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. No. No. <clears throat> so speaking in Davos, you know, that's where the, all the tyrants are gathering and planning world domination. Qualcomm CEO Cristiano Amon said that the car is becoming a, co a connected computer on wheels. Like cell phones, he said, everything around us is becoming connected intelligence. You know, this is a really good case for you to go out and try to find buy a classic car. I've actually been thinking about that myself. I like old Mustangs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking maybe I'll go out and buy me an old school analog car that doesn't have a computer in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the automotive industry is becoming part of the industrial to digital transformation, Amon said. The technology transformation in the industry is electrification and is digital. You know, I talked about this the other day about the electric cars and my recent trip to Ohio in which it was below zero the entire time. I kid you not. It was like minus, minus two. I was watching the temperature. My car has a temperature thing in it. And so I was, it never budged above zero like through a majority of my trip and and i got stuck there in this traffic jam in which a bunch of trucks had wrecked and i was literally stopped there for like three hours and i look and i was a little bit scared at first i'm thinking oh my god let me check my gas and i'm looking at the gas do i have enough gas for the car to just idle and run the heater for who knows how long luckily i did but people don't realize that electric cars unlike gasoline-powered cars do not generate any electricity. All the electricity is being provided by a battery that has a finite, finite amount of energy in it. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas gasoline, a tank full of gasoline, generates enormous amounts of energy, and it's generating electricity as you drive down the road. So, and it's generating electricity, it's circulating water through the engine, heating it up for your heater to work. But an electric car, if you have that heater on, or even your radio it's drawing that battery down a lot faster than it normally would by simply driving the car. You know, like, like the, the, the awesome radio I just put in my work car the other day. If I sit there without the car running and I'm running off the battery and I'm running that awesome radio system, the battery will be dead in about 15 minutes. Wow. Oh. And you'll freeze to death. You freeze to death. Mm -hmm. You freeze to death. Yeah. Air conditioning, heaters, that all uses a lot of power. 
And, and they want us to give that up. They're not going to give it up. Oh, of course but not. We have to give it up. They're going to be flying around in their private jets yeah. and driving whatever f- their BMWs or whatever else they want to drive. They're not going to do that. Mm-mm. It's like, why would I no, want to do that? No, it's just for the rest of us. Just for the rest of us. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Seems like there was something else in here I found rather interesting. Um, but the truth about electric cars. You know, we, I was. I'm, I've been seeing a lot of ele- a lot of ads for electric cars lately, mm-hmm. and they're just acting like they're just the most wonderful thing. Oh, no emissions! Yes, they do have emissions because somewhere that electricity is being generated, mm-hmm. and even if it's being generated by a windmill or a solar panel, somewhere along the line, to make that stuff requires one what, about manufacturing things. One thing that's common about manufacturing things is it takes a lot of heat one way or the other. And you're not going to get heat from solar panels and windmills, not enormous amounts of heat to make steel and all those other things are the materials needed to build solar panels and windmills. You it's have to such use, a sham. It is. It's, it's such a, another um, control mechanism. That's all it is. It doesn't have any basis in reality. It's just no. another propaganda machine. It's totally, and it's all about control. And it's like once they get all of the cars electrified and connected in which they can just take control of your car anytime they want, they can turn off the electricity anytime they want. So what good does the solar panels do if you have no electricity because you need electricity for them to work? Well, solar panels generate electricity, but it takes it takes a lot of power to build the solar panels. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhere along the line, somewhere is gener- somebody's got to generate some substantial power to manufacture things. Mm-hmm. And not to mention solar panels and windmills, eventually things break and they wear out and they may not necessarily be very recyclable and they end up filling, uh, filling up landfills or they use up an enormous amount of energy to recycle them, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and here we're building nuclear power plants in Poland instead of here in the United States where we really should be building. I'm, I'm all for it. If they want to get rid of coal-powered power plants, fine, replace them with nuclear plants. Mm-hmm. That would be the smart next step to go. And then, sure, build the windmills and, and solar panels to supplement the grid. But, you know. But they can't handle the whole <coughs> enchilada. They just cannot. They cannot. And it's going to topple eventually. But unfortunately, my prediction is just like they've rolled over us in so many other ways, there it's going. people are not going to wake up to the realities of the downsides of this until it's too late, until they're already got their way, already had their way with us. It's all established. That's what's frustrating to me. Yeah, it is scary. So we're coming up at the end of the second hour. The third, we're, we didn't get to the sick pilot thing, so I want to hit that on the beginning of the first hour because that's a big deal to me. I, it's something I can really talk about since I'm a pilot myself, something that should concern all of you. I'm going to talk about that in the beginning of the third hour. And actually, I've got, I, I created uh, two opening, opening monologues uh, this week, and so I've got the second one I'm going to do at the beginning of the third hour. And I, I title that one Distortion of Reality, which is what we're seeing an awful lot of. And it's like, that's what we've been talking about. I mean, all of the stuff we've been talking about is that. And then also, <clears throat> I came. I, we're going to cover the Twitter files, and we're going to continue on with releases 7 and 8. Those are extremely enlightening. Oh, my gosh, especially number 8. Okay, Um Really scary. I mean, we're saying, and this is before Elon Musk took over, obviously, that Twitter was acting as an arm 
of the federal government, basically the propaganda arm. And normally this sort of thing only gets done to our enemies. You know, the government often uses propaganda to, uh, to topple enemy governments that they disagree with, and they'll, they'll basically send out false propaganda to the, to the residents of that country, and then they will turn against their government. And this is exactly what they were doing, only they were trying to turn the American people against their government. This is really, really disturbing, extremely. So I'm going to talk about that. I made a lot of really great notes on releases 7 and 8 of the Twitter files. So don't go anywhere. Come back for hour three, and uh, I'll be right back, and... Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm.